You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. You're listening to Stage Door Podcast, the podcast celebrating theatre and creativity from onstage mishaps to career-defining moments. Hosted by thespians, myself, Tori, and co-host Eliza, fortnightly we will bring you industry professional guests, deep dives, and more. Hello everyone and welcome back to Stage Door Podcast. Today we are joined by TikTok star Alex Vandenbroek. Before we get started, I would like to acknowledge that I am on Gadigal land. And I am on Tabal land, the traditional custodians of the land on which we work, live and record. And we recognise that sovereignty was never ceded. With her roots in choral and vocal harmony ensembles, Alex is a versatile vocalist, arranger and choral director and singer-songwriter based in Brisbane, Australia. She is a highly sought-after arranger and vocal director, writing for ensembles both here in Australia and abroad, known for care curating magical moments to let every voice shine. In 2021, Alex began working with The Little Red Company, creating stunning musical moments for Little Red shows. Sisters are doing it for themselves. There are things about music, Golden, and the Matilda award-winning Your Song, as well as arranging and conducting Christmas musical Magic for the Lord Mayor's Christmas Carols on Channel 9 for the past two years. Alex also leads a double life as a TikTok harmony superstar, creating short form acapella content for an audience of over 200,000 followers and a total of 3.5 million likes across her platform. As a vocalist, Alex has worked with artists such as Kate Miller Heike, Naomi Price, Luke Kennedy, Tim Gaze, Emma Dean, and many more. When she's not TikToking, writing charts, or workshopping choirs, Alex spends her time writing, recording, and giggling with her electro pop girl band MVP here in Brisbane. Welcome to the mic, Alex. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much for having me. You make me sound so much cooler than what I actually am, but I'll take it. Thank you. I don't know. You're pretty cool. (laughs) Not many people can pull off blue hair and do it so well. So thank you. It's, I feel like I'm my most self when I have blue hair. Sorry, I cut you off. I didn't mean to. No, I was going to say your whole vibe, your whole aesthetic is currently from what I can see around you is. Oh, Thank you. Yes, just plants galore, you know. I think it matches the level of cool that is in your bio, if it's not more. Oh my gosh, now I feel so cool. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. Anytime. (laughs) So obviously today we wanted to chat to you about kind of your career and how you got to where you are. And I think it's such an interesting part of, I guess, there's a bit of theatre in there choir arranging like how did you start your journey into choral and vocal arranging yeah I feel like honestly I I think a lot of things in my life and career so far have just been like right place at the right time moments and I've kind of just fallen into place with a lot of things um I've always been surrounded by music making in my upbringing I grew up singing in the Australian girls choir as a lot of people do um throughout my childhood and I loved it my grandma was a professional singer back in her day as well so she was a really big inspiration for me to do music um but yeah I don't know I've got really fond memories of when I was a kid like maybe eight or nine sitting at home in the back of the car like that sort of thing um with my cd walkman in my hands listening to different (laughs) albums and things and I would just sit and listen for hours trying to like pick out little harmonies that I could hear people singing or like learning 
the instrumental parts to a song and then being able to sing them, which now I know that's just transcription. But back then, like, I didn't know what that was sort of thing. So I think that was a really big help in figuring out what the voice can do. And yeah, I think by high school, I was super nerdy into like getting into musical theater and I adored musical theater and back then I fully thought that's what I would be destined for is like Broadway and all that sort of thing but at the same time like I really loved pop music and getting to write songs and that sort of thing so I feel like I was always at war with like am I a musical theater person or am I a pop singer and so like because you kind of get told you've got to put yourself in a box at that age right so I was always kind of warring with that which is really funny to think about now and I guess I didn't realize at the time whenever I would sing songs I'd always be changing something like whether it was how the melody was here or the chords were here and I just didn't realize that it was arranging um and now I know that that's that's what I do but yeah it was a thing that People don't really like explain to you what an arranger does back in those days. I say in those days, this is like no. 10 years ago, but <laughs> um, yeah. And then with YouTube becoming a big thing, like you can find anything out there. So I just started seeing all of these videos of people doing cool versions of things. And eventually I figured, oh my God, I do that too. Um, yeah. yeah. I was just going to say, it's quite funny about high school. I feel like you're either one or the other and you feel like you can't be both you're either like the pop queen who's like doing their own like singing they're at the talent show singing Adele or you're in the musicals like trying to go for the leads and being a musical theater girly yeah totally and I feel like I don't know there's there's definitely many of us out there that don't really know whether they sit in one basket or they're in the middle but like it's not normal for you to be like that sort of thing so yeah, it was 100%. kind of a weird, weird thing to have. But once I went to uni, I figured out, oh, you can do whatever you want. Like, you don't have to <laughs> to be in a box. Like, just if you vibe with it, then that's what matters. And I guess for those at home who might not know, what is the job of a choral arranger <laughs> and a vocal director in yeah, layman's I, terms? <laughs> I get to tell people exactly what to sing and they have to do what they're taught. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I guess like it depends on the project, but I'll come in and um, like workshop. Sometimes I workshop with people like somebody might say, I want to do this song and I've kind of got this structure, but I've got all of these voices and I don't know what to do with them. But then on the other scale, um, there's people that will be like, yeah, I just like this song. Can you just make it sound cool? So I just get to create (laughs) these beautiful musical worlds with whatever voices I have available and yeah it's really fun I guess I try really hard to make sure I'm serving like the story and the purpose of the song as well as making everyone sound really amazing so yeah yeah Yeah, it's got to sound hot at the same time absolutely so I guess like you did you go to uni to study music and that's kind of how you honed those arranging skills because obviously you've got to have a high level of music theory in some sense yeah I think it's arranging such a funny thing like so I went to QUT I did my bachelor in music there but honestly like all of the skills and this is not a read um (laughs) all of the skills that I've learned in arranging didn't come from uni at all really maybe apart from like I studied music production so I learned like um mixing and being in a studio that sort of thing and that taught me a lot Um, But like music theory wise, 
I don't know. I think I just have a really great ear. And I think over the years, when I first started arranging, I would always do it by sitting down at my computer and notating first and then trying to sing it later. But in previous years, I've figured that you can actually approach it the other way. Like you can just sit down and record a bunch of stuff and then refine it into sheet music later. So I think, yeah, just trying different ways of doing things um, has been a really great part of the creative process but yeah went to uni but not really arrangement stuff there so <laughs> I guess that it's it, I think it's also so important for people to know that while well, yes for almost anything I feel like unless it's something medical that university is not the be all end all for oh. careers because 100%. like for for theatre for music for writing you know I feel like um, there is this thing that this feeling that people have that if they don't study it at university, there is no way for them to get a job. I'm like, if you have the passion and the drive and the interest, like the legitimate interest in learning, you will find other ways. Like 100%. I have learned, like creating this podcast yeah. was, yeah, so was hours of researching and watching YouTube videos and just like trial and error and figuring it out. It, like it's not something that... yeah. You know, I feel like you can also only learn so much from university. Yeah, whereas 100%. you just have to get out and do it. Yeah, like that's really the only way to truly learn. Yeah, so it's, I it's so great. Yeah, I fully agree with that. I think I was really lucky um, when I was studying at uni. I actually um, went back to my old high school and started working there as the choral director. Um, and I was there for like eight or nine years. Yeah, it was so cute. So like a full circle moment. Um, and then eventually I went back to QUT and took over as the choir director there as well. So <laughs> it was kind of funny, like full circle moment both times. But like 100% all of what I learned was just by doing stuff with students. I was so lucky to have like, especially at the school, all of these kids that were just so keen to sing anything I threw at them. Like I mean, I will admit, I wanted to try really hard to be the cool choir teacher. Like, and when I say that, <laughs> oh, yeah. like we're talking real pop music, not like the choir teachers are like, we're doing pop music, but it's a Beatles song from like forever ago. <laughs> yes. You know? Oh my God. So, and you were yeah. like, I can't do this again. <laughs> yeah. 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 This is from this decade, friends. Like, it's okay. It's it's new, I promise. So, <laughs> but yeah, I was so lucky to have that um, area to come and play and just musically create things. And I think without that, like, yeah, I really have no idea if I'd still be doing what I am now. So, and that wasn't through yeah, uni. It, it was just by giving things yeah. a try. Happens it. Because, I mean, you do a lot of acapella stuff and that's really kind of new. Like it really got into popularity yeah. only, I don't know, not that many years ago. I mean, a few now, but it's not like that was a job that people were like, yes, yeah. you can be an acapella arranger <laughs> yeah. and like do fierce pop and rock music and all of these things. Oh, it's only relatively new. Yeah. yeah. And even then, like it's massive in um, America. Like they have yeah. Um, yeah. with Pitch Perfect, the competition that's in that movie. I actually haven't seen the film, so I'm, I'm guessing a little bit. I know it's a, it's a running I'm joke shook. that I have, but anyway, um, <laughs> but the comp that they have in that film in real life it's mega people get fully into it icca it's um yeah there's so many people that just have a career in just acapella music over there and that's mind-blowing to me because our scene for it here in australia is so small compared to that like we have a great community for it here and we have our own version of that but it's so small 
um, compared yeah, to Yeah, I feel so. like I know so little. I think I was literally going to say before, I feel like even with, but I guess in America, it does seem like it's a, it's very different. Yeah. It's like even after Pitch Perfect kind of came out and people were like, oh, this this is like a thing. And this is not yeah. just like a joke. Yeah. I still don't <laughs> yeah. see much of it in Australia. So it's really cool. Like, I didn't know that that was necessarily a real thing. Like, I did yeah. know that it was much more common in America. But other than like, pentatonics like that's like the only real thing that i've seen is like a oh these people do this yeah as a job and that yeah. that is their job yeah 100 percent. Yes. i think in america too like they have so many groups that um exist that are professional acapella groups and they tour the country all the time and in the u.s too there's this really cool program with their universities and and colleges i guess they are um I never quite understood the difference between <laughs> university and college, but I guess it's the same thing. It's you know? the same thing. Just yeah, theirs is just neither. ten times more expensive. Yeah, yeah, that's it. But they they have this program where like there's always stuff happening on campus, and so there's a lot of performance groups that come through and tour like just the universities, and there's a big scene for that with acapella music. So I think oh, that's why. Um, there's a lot more opportunities for that sort of thing mm-hmm. over there because people are exposed to it when they're at uni and they're like, oh, yeah, that's normal. We have acapella groups at our campus yeah. too. Whereas here it's like, oh, you guys sing together and you don't use instruments? Cool, man. What cult are you in? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, we definitely have all been there. I, I remember in high school – Pitch Perfect came out and we were obsessed yeah. and we were all like, okay, great. We're going to form an acapella group. Yes. Like all us <laughs> girls, we're going to stand around. It was abysmal. We thought we were great, but really not one of us could beatbox that well. It, were, it, it, was, it was not it. <laughs> I feel like also every music theater performer thinks at some point in their, in their life that they're going to like acapella is like the place yes. to be. And then they realize that it's actually really hard. It <laughs> yes. And that it's not easy. Um, because yeah. we're so used to like using our voices in one way. You're yeah. then trying to like learning how to be a whole band pretty much yeah. with just your voice is, it's a very different thing and it's very hard. And it's something that I've gone, thank you very much. I don't know how to do that. <laughs> well, that's right. Cause that's how I feel about theater. So, you know, maybe we can just combine <laughs> yeah. and then yeah. we'll be unstoppable. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> and I guess, um, what are some composers or artists that yeah. have inspired your work in acapella? Gosh, there's and, and music in general. There's so many. I try and listen to a really wide range of music, like across different genres. I think it just keeps it really open. Then, like, I have an open mind going into things. So, you know, one day I'll be listening to some R and B. Then it'll be pop. Then it'll be rock. Might be metal. Maybe not metal, but like heavy rock. Like, so I'm all over the place. But oh, I think it depends on the project. But if it's contemporary or pop stuff. I want to say there's probably like three people that have influenced me the most. Number one being amazing singer, Kimbra from New Zealand. She is just incredible. The way that she uses her voice as an instrument fully changed my life when I first started listening to her. Um, So I'd say she's like a huge. She's amazing. She is. She's so cool. I only recently rediscovered her and very different to what I remember back in like 20 11 when I saw her at the end more and I was like oh you're very different now but I'm here for it yeah yeah she's gone through some like mega changes but it still always comes down to like voice at the heart of it and different layers of what she does 
with her singing and I think that's so cool and I think someone like that's similar that is very voice focused this is going to sound hilarious but uh Timberland the producer he is just so cool I love him and a lot of people don't know um but I watched a whole bunch of like interviews with him in the studio he starts by making his songs a cappella first so he like beatboxes everything and then we'll bring in the instruments and he's like yeah if it doesn't groove on my own like with just me then it's not going to work with other things and I think that is sick I love that that Um, is so cool yeah and yeah all of the stuff that he does with Justin Timberlake as well I think they are just a dynamic duo but yeah I reckon those those three but also like Jacob Collier is my musical hero I am obsessed with everything he does. So I'd say he's probably up there too. So What did you find? Because obviously this is not something that I guess, you know, like we've spoken about. It's not something that you just decided overnight. Oh, no, this is like my job now and this is what I, <laughs> yeah. I do as a career. What was the... And I make money from it. Yeah. <laughs> what was your transition like going from it being like just like a, a, a passion and a skill that you had into like making it... I guess your like professional persona as like this is what you do as a career. Yeah, I think... I think I said before, I'm really lucky to kind of just fall into a lot of professional scenarios by accident. I mean, I say it like that and then my mum and things like other people be like, "Uh, no, you worked really hard to do that. But in my head, I'm like, yeah, it just kind of happened. Um, It truly has just snowballed. But I'm a big believer in if you can't find an opportunity that's out there for you or that you vibe with, just do it yourself. You've got to make it happen because otherwise no one's going to know what you can do and I think like it that's being said I what I do is very niche like vocal arranging so with theater roles and things like that it maybe can't be the same I mean you could totally be like yeah I'm doing a one woman version of Wicked deal with it um I don't know (laughs) if that's happened but you know what I mean like I think I've been very lucky to just say I want to do this chart and if I haven't got people to sing it I'm just going to do it myself and then film it and then people can watch it like that sort of thing yeah Um, yeah and I think I knew I'd always end up working in music in some way but I guess I just didn't know like what I would be doing Um, and yeah it just has grown into finding different people to work with and saying let's do something together and yeah, honestly, that's just how it happened. I still sometimes yeah. think I'm just a 16-year-old in my bedroom recording like random sounding <laughs> things and then I forget, oh, no, dude, like you do this as a career. So <laughs> yeah, but I think that's, it's kind of, I think the best when you win it, you kind of, in a sense, like there's obviously so much hard work that goes into it, but when you kind of almost just fall into something, because I feel yeah. like those are some of the best jobs where it doesn't necessarily feel it's the same with I think every job that when you find something that you love, you never you know, you never work a day in your life. It doesn't mean it's not oh. hard work and that that you have days where you're like I hate this for yeah, myself, why did course. I do this? But I feel like it's it's so it's so much more fulfilling in a sense when you've yeah. kind of just gone this was this thing that I just loved and had a passion for and kind of had a skill for and n- now I get to do it as a job and who knows maybe with this podcast one dawn day can be a job yes, um, but like that's like it. we like started doing this and we were like yeah we'll like just talk and like yeah. maybe we'll yeah. occasionally interview people and then one day we were like oh this is all we do is interview people which is something that we were at the beginning we're like we, that's who's gonna want to talk like to us we're not gonna do that people aren't gonna want to talk to us uh everyone because this show is so cool so <laughs> yeah you just gotta you've seriously you've 
got something really cool here and I love listening to the show. So, yeah, oh, I think go. You. Oh. go <laughs> We yeah. think you've got something cool going oh my gosh, on. Yeah. Come on. Stop, stop, friends. Yeah, I found out um, about the show because um, you had Hannah Bales on. Um, yes. I think it was like yes. season three. And yeah, that's how I found Stage Door. So there you go. Yeah. yeah. No it was crazy. Way. We like reached out to her. We were like, hey. And yeah. she was like, yeah. And I was like, hey, girl. See, how was like, yes, that? When you just, you know, think stuff it I'm just going to send this message because you never know that other person yeah. might be like yeah let's do something and then it snowballs from that so yeah. yeah yeah actually that's more more often than not people say yes because they mm-hmm. they love being creative yeah. and like doing something new yeah and so yeah I guess that's half the battle is just to like put yourself out there yeah 100 say hey want to work with me mm-hmm I'm cool. Yeah. I'm very groovy and cool with like Comic Sans font yeah. and a big thumbs up. Yes. Like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> that was sarcasm. <laughs> um, I guess like obviously you do quite a range of different arrangements. Haha, <laughs> that's funny. Um, <laughs> do you have kind of a preference for what you like to arrange? If, if it's like pop, rock, folk, yeah. even musical theatre, do you have – kind of a preference honestly I love all genres um but I think my favorite thing to do is working on ballads and just taking Mm. a song that already puts you in your feels and then cranking that up to like 100 and making this beautifully gorgeous musical moment I live for a good ballad Mm. moment I love a good like folky acoustic sort of thing where it's like just a guitar and a bunch of vocal harmonies that sort of combo but yeah I'm a big fan of ballads I feel like my dream project is like I don't know if it's a cabaret show or if it's like an album or whatever it is but I would love to do a project that's like Aussie music classics done in like a folk sort of setting um do you know the Sondheim um Oh, the Sondheim, the girl. Um, Ellery, Ellery. Yes. Yes. Amazing. And I loved her vibe. I cried that entire album. Mm -hmm. I was like, these songs I could have never imagined because that's the, I'm very much like a hosier, crane wives person. Yeah. And I was like, I have never imagined this, these music theatre works that are so in my head one way sounding like this. Yeah. And, and I was it's like, this so is cool. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like that sort of thing. But yeah, I mean, honestly, my favorite genre to perform is jazz. I had a really big mm-hmm. love of doing jazz music while I was in uni, um, doing gigs all the time. And it's not something I've, I've gone back to in recent years. Um, but yeah, I reckon I love a good jazzy moment and a good folky moment. I guess we're actually going to switch it up a little Ooh. bit and we're going to play our game now. <laughs> All right, I'm excited. So this is our new game. Okay. It's called Swipe Left or Swipe Right. <gasps> Swipe Left or Right. And what it is is a bit of a dating show for all of for a couple of just things we're curious on, whether you like them, whether you don't like them. So swiping right means that you like it. Okay, great. Swiping left means that you don't like it and it's a it's a no. Is that how Tinder works too? Because I genuinely have no yeah. idea. Okay, well I'm really glad you explained the swiping um, system because I have no idea how how dating apps work. I was having this conversation with somebody yesterday. They were like, Yeah, I'm a swipe left on that and I'm like, what? 
what does that mean? What does that I'm, mean? Yeah, I've been in a relationship for like 10 You're like, years and so I don't same. understand dating things. And I'm, so this is no great. Way. Now this, I, now I understand. So thanks for like giving me life skills here. Um. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. All right. So the first one is crochet. Oh, swipe right. 100%. I love it. Yeah. I love it. I recently tried crochet and I wasn't the best at it, but yeah. But I do love receiving crochet. Yeah. That makes it sense. takes a while to get used to it. I only just learned like mm-hmm. in the last year or so, but I am obsessed. Like I cannot tell you how many bags of unfinished projects I have in my office. It's so funny. The next one is coffee. Oh, swipe left. Hate. Yeah, I know. No, Sorry. Well, to be fair, it makes me feel really ill. So, like, I'm a tea girl all the way. What's yeah. your tea of choice? Uh, just a good old English brekkie. So boring, mm-hmm. but it gets the job that. done. Otherwise, I'm always having chai. So Chai. Mm, yeah. I drink coffee very irregularly because I have anxiety. And yeah. coffee just, like... It's not a good time. Yeah. (laughs) But sometimes I'm always like, I'll always try it again. I literally just had coffee, but I'll always try it again. I'll be like, maybe this time it'll Mm. energize me and won't make me anxious. But I'm just sitting here like shaking, being like, cool. There wasn't this time. This time wasn't the time. Yeah. Not a fan. (laughs) There we go. No coffee. No coffee. (laughs) Now I'm interested on this one. Pentatonics. Oh, this is fun. I'm going to swipe right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to swipe right. I... Um, when they first kind of came onto the scene, so the show that they were on, they a lot of people yes. don't know that they won a TV show and that's like how they got started. They went on oh. The Sing-Off, which was an acapella reality show and it was the coolest thing and nobody in Australia knows about it. It's hilarious. Um, and I like... I loved them, don't get me wrong, but I super loved some of the other groups in their season. So, like, you know, when they won, I was like... Yeah, the other groups okay. I like didn't win. Um, so for a while I was like, yeah, they're cool, I guess. But no, like they're actually lit. So. Okay, the next one is Nintendo Switch. Oh, swipe right. Super love. Yeah. Yes. I'm a Nintendo girl at heart. My most favorite Nintendo console is the 64. It was my favorite thing as a kid. And now that all of the good games are on Switch again, I'm like, this is the best day ever. So, yeah. Yeah. What's your favorite game? Oh, Super Mario 64, hands down, is like my most favorite thing ever. But what have we been? We've been playing a lot of Tetris uh, recently, actually, on Switch. It's just a good time, you know? Yeah. Did I you, at the beginning of the pandemic Lovato, did you get severely addicted to Animal Crossing? Oh, 100%. I knew that was coming. Even to the point that, like, <laughs> it's almost Easter time again. So I feel like if I go on Animal Crossing, all of the Easter stuff will be there and the sounds yep. and stuff will just instantly transport me back to lockdown. Um, but I'm yeah. okay with this. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, last, last but lucky not least, okay. Australian Idol. Oh, oh. Oh, can I just have like a middle of the road? Like, yeah, it's cool. Is that yeah. Yeah. is that a right? Do you swipe right if it's like, yeah, it's cool, I guess. Like, you went out of the app and then you refreshed. Yeah, okay. is that what you did? Yeah, yeah. Let's let's yeah. go with that. Yeah, I, I'm. Neutral. You were like, I don't feel either way about this. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. That's all I have to yeah. say. I think like if it's that's something that you do. Like if you go on as a contestant, power to you. I just, I think I have too much. Uh, need to control every single note that mm. the band are playing. So I would be terrible going on a show like that. Um, Cause I'd be like, no, you need to do this fill here. And can you like slow down this section? It would be bad. So. <laughs> 
Well, that was our beautiful game, yeah. Swipe Left okay. or Swipe Right. Thank you for playing. Oh, thanks. That was so much fun. <laughs> uh, that's just so everyone can get to know you a little bit more. A few fun little things yeah. that aren't music related. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got to, you got to. Yeah. <laughs> and I guess um, you, you kind of have made a huge impact and a huge mark on TikTok doing a bunch of different <laughs> vocal arrangements. What kind of sparked you to start a TikTok account? So honestly, um, 100%, my TikTok would not exist without the Little Red company. So um, Little Red is the theatre slash production company that I now work for um, here in Brisbane. And so it's a bit of a long story, but they were holding um, like an open audition call at the start of 2021, just looking for people that were out there, singers, musos, that sort of thing. And a friend of mine sent it to me and was like, you've been wanting to do something different. Why don't you go and audition for them? And I was like, holy moly, friends. Like I haven't done theater in like 10 years. This is going to be, I was in my feels about it. Um, but then I just decided it's, it was the one place that felt like it was theater and music in the one world and so that was so good and so yeah I went um and filled out the application I was writing in everything and then it got to a question that was like please fill in your social media handles or um link us to any videos of you performing on your social media and I went oh I don't have any videos of me singing on my own like every (laughs) other video I have is just like me in a band or me singing with other people or with a choir and so I was like okay um I guess I'll just whip up this thing and so (laughs) I arranged a small version of uh Shut Up by Ariana Grande like full acapella um filmed it like recorded it just so I could put it up and then link that into the application um and I'd seen a whole bunch of my like acapella friends overseas were doing TikTok and they were talking about it. So I was like, maybe I'll just start one and just put it there too. And then turns out I really enjoyed doing that. And yeah, it's all Little Red's fault. So (laughs) it's a weird place. And I... Oh, it is so weird. But at the same time, I, I really love it. Like I feel like I was having this conversation with someone the other day and I feel like TikTok is the place that people go to find community that they may not necessarily have Mm -hmm. in real life. And I think that's really awesome. And then you can even like something as simple as you might like duet a video of your favorite singer and then they'll see it and be like, Hey, that was awesome. That like, I had that, um, Scott Hoying from Pentatonix did, um, two of my arrangements, which was so cool. My phone just blew up one day of all of these people saying, Oh my gosh, Alex, you have to see this. Um, and it was so cool. And now we're like Insta friends. So that's amazing. Like that would, it was so cool, but you'd never find that without something like TikTok. Like no. I love that it's normal for people to just do stuff like that now. It's cool. Yeah. yeah. And that there's just celebrities just yeah. hanging out on there, yeah. just like being normal. That's it. I feel yes. like a lot of like older, this is going to sound like a read, but I promise it's not. People that are not on TikTok are like, it's so fake. Like everyone's being so not themselves but I feel like TikTok's the one platform where people just don't give a shit and they're like this is what I do yeah. like and I love that and I mean I'm chatting about before you were chatting about the little red company and obviously that's the reason why you created the TikTok <laughs> you do these amazing Lord Mayor's Christmas carols oh, on channel nine yes what is like the biggest thing you've learned from kind of doing more like the TV side of things and like how do you decide what you want to present each year oh. like how does that work well 
funnily enough, like we've got a programming team, um, which is like some of our producers and heads of department and that sort of thing. And they throw around all of the ideas. And so then I kind of bring them to life. So I don't necessarily get to be like, we should do this song. Um, although who knows, maybe that will happen. But for me, I think the fun part is taking their ideas and making it happen. Um, like sometimes one of them will be like, I really want to do this song, but what if it sounded like a folk version, but it's like an Australian Christmas carol that nobody knows. And I don't know what it sounds like. And then I get to come in and be like, yeah, just do this here and put this chord here and maybe a cello here and that sort of thing. And they're sitting there like, how is your brain figuring that out? And I'm like, that's just, that's just me. So like, I'm just amazing. Just oh, stop. This is what I stop. do. I can't help it. <laughs> it's, it's really fun. I think one of my favorites um, that we did last year, we did a Harry Styles song, Treat People with Kindness, which um, <gasps> has this awesome like gospel chorus bit going on. And so we yeah. knew we wanted to put it in the show, but obviously it's not a Christmas song. So it's like, how do we make yeah. Harry Styles Christmas? Um, and then I figured out that um, if you like looking at traditional Christmas carols, Hark the Herald Angels Sing kind of just fit and so then it was just yeah just a matter of flipping some of the chords and doing a few things and then making it happen and that's that's honestly me with carols is what I do so (laughs) that's and now that you've said that I'm like I can hear it in my head although it doesn't sound in my head it's just like a chaotic like they're just both playing at the same time (laughs) oh believe me it's chaos in my head at all times but I can see how (laughs) that that would work yeah that's so it's so fun that's so cool yeah thank you it's it's really really fun and I think like and also arranging for things like a tv project is so different like you have to have Mm. it done so early in advance for starters um but it's just you've just got to think about the bigger scale of things and it's not just like on tiktok um if somebody doesn't like it, they will scroll after like three seconds or something like that. On TV, yeah. you've got a bit more of a leeway, but like you don't want them to change the channel. They've got to keep their mm. eyes on the piece. So just finding ways to keep people invested in it is, yeah, yeah. it's interesting. Yeah, because yeah, it's got to grow and be different, yeah. of course, from like, and that's the whole point why they bring you in is to make it unique. Yeah. And then and that's why you want it to like, Go, oh my gosh, I've never heard this song like this before. Yeah. This is so cool. Yeah, I've never heard yeah. Single Ladies by Beyonce put into 12 Days of Christmas, um, but it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Oh, it's amazing. That's, that's my brain. So, yeah. I love it. It's amazing. <laughs> Thank you. And we kind of spoke about this a little bit earlier, and this is unfortunately one of our last questions oh. for, the t- for today. No. But how did you start? Your girl group, MVP. Yeah. So um, we all met at uni singing together in choir. Um, I was running the choir there at the time, but like we're all the same age, like me and the students at that point. So like it kind of just felt like hanging out with singing friends, which was great. Um, But Laura and Moira were singing in the group with us. And then Ali was a mate of mine from school um, that I talked into joining the choir just so like she could keep singing after school sort of thing. And yeah, yeah, we just fell into it. Initially, it started out as a let's do a thing for Ozaka, which is the Australian Acapella Awards. Um, So like our version of Pitch Perfect. Um, But very quickly, it just turned into a, oh, we all love singing. And we also also love writing pop music. Why don't we just do it at the same time? And yeah. That's so cool. Yeah, it's really fun. I love that. 
do you guys gig around and stuff as well? Yeah. Like, how do you know where, to, like, which gigs to do and, like, that kind of vibe? Well, that's the thing, isn't it? Because we're, like, we find it so hard to market ourselves because we're, like, and we say we're, like, electro acapella. So it's, like, acapella. It, everything comes from us singing it, but we use, like, loop stations and drum pads and all that sort of thing. Um, yeah. So a lot of the time we'll go to a venue and the sound person will be, like, I don't understand what do you mean you do this? And so then we have to be like, yeah, it's just like a normal pop band, but it's with singing. Um, so that's always fun. But yeah, we're usually gigging around. Um, we're taking a bit of time out to write and stuff at the moment, but yeah. It's great. Yeah, it's really fun. Oh my that's goodness. so cool. Thanks. It's been so lovely to chat to you and get to know what oh, you do. Thank you so much for having me. Oh my gosh, just thrilled. <laughs> it was so funny. I was at um, I was at Choir Boy. Oh my gosh, and yes. You were in... <laughs> You were in front of me and I was like, I thought I recognized you because obviously like I've seen your Instagram and things and I was like, wait, no, can't be. Can it? Can it? And then when you replied, I was like, oh my God, this is hilarious. That's so funny. So we were sitting, uh, I was in front, I was behind Alex at a show. Well, thank you so, so much for taking the time to come on and chat to us today. It has been absolutely phenomenal. You've been such a delight. Oh, thank you so much. So much wonderful information with us. But before we end for today, we have a segment on our podcast called Bedtime Stories, which I don't need to explain this. I'm going to explain it every single time, though, which is like a stage mishap, a costume malfunction. One of those funny stories that Mm. wakes you up randomly at 2 a.m. one morning going, remember that time when? (laughs) Do you have a bedtime story for us? I feel like I have many many mishaps but the one that instantly (laughs) comes to mind is so I live in Brisbane uh and we have this program here in the city called the city sounds and it's like um just a a free music program where there's bands and artists playing original music in the weekends in the mall it's awesome yeah it's really great um and we get paid for it too which is even better so it's a great like supportive thing and we've got this outdoor stage in the middle of queen street mall um that's like the main like thoroughfare of the shopping bit i guess and so we uh mvp the band we were um singing as you do just on a Sunday one fine Sunday I can't even remember what song we were singing I think we were singing our song Eye Candy which is like the most tongue-in-cheek love song it's ridiculously corny it's so great um and so in the mall you just see all sorts of people walking around all different characters um and we were just you know singing kind of not really thinking about anything um and next minute there was a whole bunch of teenagers that were walking through the mall drinking a three liter bottle of milk um as you do very normal behavior you know full cream milk like just fully going at it um and so we were kind of like obviously singing as we were um like looking at each other going what is that who does that anyway um for some reason his mates thought it would be fun to like there were jumping around and doing things and then the kid drinking the milk fell uh and the milk <gasps> went everywhere um and like splashed up thankfully not on our gear but like got all over people watching us <gasps> sing and we just had to keep going like we're a cappella, so like if we stop the music stops and so we're trying so hard <laughs> not to lose <laughs> it but there's milk everywhere and yeah, when I thought of getting up that day and going to the gig, the last thing that I thought of would be um, the fact that there was milk all through 
everyone watching everywhere the so there you go that's <laughs> oh my god what? trauma I just, do you uh, that i immediately thought of do you remember back back when uh you know planking used to be a thing and all these ridiculous challenges the cinnamon challenge yeah. and all that kind of ridiculous yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff I remember milk challenge. being at school and there being a, a challenge where you had to drink all these different kinds of milk yeah. to then throw yeah, up. that's the one. Wait, yeah, and it'd be a rainbow of colours. Yep, that's yeah. what I meant. And then I there'd was be like, like rainbow milk vomit all around the school. Yeah. 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 That was the thing. Yep. <laughs> that's what I immediately... Kids are what? so, so weird. I... I'm like, why are you walking around just drinking a litre of plain milk? The best part... Was that we have it on film too. So Laura's dad was there watching. <laughs> and I think the home video is what makes it even better because he was just filming like us singing. Yeah. I love this for Alan. He was filming us singing. The kid trips and milk goes everywhere. And he pans the camera over <laughs> to get the milk and then comes back to us. And oh, it is the greatest video ever. I love it. So there you go. If Funniest Home Videos still existed, yeah. that would 100% be on it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my goodness. It was an iconic moment. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, yeah. Well, thank you so much for that amazing bedtime story. <laughs> really appreciate you coming on the podcast. It's been such a pleasure just having a chat to you this Sunday. Yeah. Um, but if you guys want to follow Alex, you can follow Alex on Instagram at Alex Vanderbrook. Or on TikTok at AVB Sings. So we'll leave link it all below. And you can also check out the little red co and everything like that. We'll link it all below yeah. so you guys can go and follow and keep up with the journey. Yeah, thanks so much for having me, friends. It's been the best time. It's been so good. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for coming. But you guys, until next time, stay happy, healthy and safe. And we will see you then. Bye. Bye. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.